And good morning, one and all. Welcome into the Wealth Guardians radio program on this fine October morning. I'm Doug Ray. I'm your host today. And with me, of course, is Mr. Bryce Payne running the board op over here. And Bryce, how was your weekend? My weekend was good. This is my favorite time of year, uh, my favorite month, my birthday month. Uh, everything uh, everything looks great in October, uh, from the leaves to uh, family get-togethers. Uh, I had a good weekend. We, uh, The wife and I did a little uh, family reunion, mini family reunion with her sister and uh, her husband and uh, their mother. And we went to Luray, Virginia. I can never say the areas around here. I hope I'm saying that right. Luray, Virginia, and did the Luray Caverns and had a uh, VRBO right on the Shenandoah. We did some kayaking on the Shenandoah. Oh, neat. It was, uh, it was great. It would have been nice if it was maybe two weeks later. The colors would yeah. have been a little mm-hmm. bit better, but uh, it was outstanding. And uh, good to see some uh, old family faces again. How about you? You... Uh, Kind of sat back and watched some football. You know, I got, got got the yard cleaned up and uh, pretty much just watched football all weekend long. All right. You know, it was, uh, you know, a great, uh, great Saturday for my Pirates, uh, beating Tulane. And then, of course, uh, the Panthers, they stubbed their toe. Mm. And my Packers won, so I was okay. It was a good weekend. I didn't get to watch any football, but uh, I did. Not in a cavern, you did. Not in a cavern. <laughs> no, it wasn't uh, wasn't much reception out there uh, where we were at either. But uh, I didn't understand that the Broncos lost. But at least everyone else in the uh, that who needed to lose in the AFC West lost as well. <laughs> no undefeated but teams left. No undefeated. All right, that's that's a start. And. Um, you know, I, I got to say, I envy you because uh, while it's nice to go to the caverns, nice to spend time with family, grabbing a brewski and sitting on the couch watching football all weekend long is my dream day in October. So I'm a little envious there, Doug. But uh, anyway, we've got a great show uh, here this uh, this weekend. And for everyone tuning in, uh, stick around because this is going to be a great show. Financial mistakes that couples often make. And before we get started on that, Doug, like we always do, let's give a shout out to our men and women in uniform. Absolutely. We like to do that every single show because they sacrifice so much. Uh, to make sure that we're protected and taken care of. So uh, boys and girls in uniform, whether you're in the military or whether you're first responders, thank you. And if you're a little boy or girl out there and your mom or dad is in the military, why don't you go over there and give them a special hug for us because we do appreciate what they're doing. And we appreciate you having to say goodbye to your mom and daddy every once in a while when they go off to uh, in uniform there. So thank you kids as well out there listening. And I, I'll give kudos to the kids if they're actually listening to a financial planning show on Saturday or Sunday morning instead of watching cartoons. So good job to the kids out there for doing that as well. So what we're going to talk about here, Doug, is something that you and I are very familiar with, financial mistakes that couples often make, mm. especially when planning around retirement. We have joked that uh, sometimes we uh, our job doubles as um, marriage counselors. It does. It gets real close sometimes. Sometimes it does. <laughs> yes, it, yes, indeed. So that's what we're going to talk about here. For I think we'll we'll cover both segments of this show uh, before and after the break on a list of things that we have seen uh, couples not do that they should have done in preparing for retirement. So let's go ahead and get started on that. And the first one off the uh, out of the gate here is making the wrong choice on how to handle the spousal benefit option on a pension. Yeah. You know, if you're still lucky enough to have that, uh, they're going to give you several options. Um, usually, uh, when you look at it, it's like 100% survivor, 75, 
If you're taking uh, the income option. If you're taking the income option, I'm about to say, then there's a lump sum rollover option. Uh, so it's very important for you to coordinate this with your spouse. And also, you really need to coordinate it in view of an overall retirement plan. Because honestly, once you do that, it may turn out to be the best option is to do the rollover, the lump sum rollover. Uh, indeed, indeed. You know, I, I, I absolutely seared in my memory is a client couple of ours who retired uh, last year, year before. Um, I think it was year before. And they had no conversation about this. And um, he chose uh, the um, no survivorship option so he could get the most benefit. Okay. And I could tell that was a devastating blow to her. Men- uh, mentally. Mentally. Okay. Absolutely. And the meeting was you could cut the air with a butter knife. Is that right? Oh, yeah. And uh, that's where you get close to being the marriage counselor kind of a thing. And there's no undoing that. No. Once you do it, it's done. Right. And uh, so, yeah, that's extremely important to choose the correct option for you and and, uh, your spouse uh, and prevent something in the future that could happen that you absolutely don't want to have happen. Indeed. And, Doug, let's go back and mention the the main difference between your two options are uh, taking the lump sum which you roll that over into an IRA and you invest that, mm-hmm. or you take the income option, which that lump sum, as soon as you do that, let's say that you got $200,000 in your pension, as soon as you take the monthly payout, that lump sum option is gone. It's gone, and, and you're frozen in that in that payout option. Now, initially, it looks attractive because it could look like an 8%, maybe even a 9% cash-on-cash return. But what's it going to look like 10 years down the road, especially with this inflation we got going on now? No cost of living adjustments on almost all private pensions. Now, yeah. some of your state or federal pensions will have that. But your private pensions, say that you worked for Haynes for a number of years or some other company out there, and uh, you take that uh, annuitized version of the pension payout, the monthly. Yeah, like Doug says, there's no cost of living adjustment on that. So $800 this month this year is not going to look like $800 five, 10 years from now. So you've got to factor that in as well. And that's really where a financial planner comes in to help you make the best decision, not just in the in the minute details, like do we take 25% uh, for the spousal or 50% for the spousal, um, but do you even take that annuitized option or do you take the rollover option? So that's that's something that absolutely everyone out there needs to consider if they're lucky enough, like you said, to have a pension in the first place. And if you want to have that discussion with a financial planner, I happen to know a couple of good ones, and you can reach mm-hmm. out to them at 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. There is no cost and no obligation for that planning process. I'll just add one other thing. Our, our uh, retirement planning software is great for this decision because we can model in all your options, and then you can see it in black and white. Actually, it's color. You can see it. <laughs> you can see it right before your eyes, and you can find out and, and pick the best option for you guys. Indeed, you can. Yeah, that's one of the many things that we can help you out with. All right, let's move on to number two. Uh, so the first one was making the wrong choice on how to handle the spousal benefit option on a pension. Number two is not coordinating that Social Security claiming strategy. That's a huge one. That's well, probably that's a really huge one. You know, that's something that I have been preaching now for probably close to 10 years. When I first learned about that there was strategies uh, around claiming Social Security. 
And you're exactly right. If, if, a, if a couple do, doesn't know uh, what the claiming strategies are and how to best claim for their benefit, then they're going to lose money over time. You know, folks, there's thousands of ways you guys can claim your benefits, but there's only one optimal way for a couple to claim benefits. And we ha- again, we have the software that's going to show you exactly the best way for you to claim benefits to get the most dollars out of the system over your life expectancy. And Doug, we are uh, National Social Security Association certified. So we've gone through, we've gotten that certification, both of us. So we are qualified to talk about that. And in, I would say probably most cases, more so than the rep at the Social Security office is qualified to talk about that. They are not going to give you advice at the Social Security office. You can go in there just like you could go into the IRS office and say, hey, guys, tell me how to file my taxes. They're going to laugh you out the door. Social Security is not going to give you advice on how to file for Social Security. If you ask them a direct question, how much do I get if I file this way or how much do I get if I file that way, they can answer that question for you in black and white. But that does nothing to tell you 10, 20 years down the road what was in my best interest to uh, make which decision. And they're not going to tell you that. But that's where, again, a financial planner, somebody who's nationally social security association certified would be able to help you out with that. And that can make a difference of, well, we have seen cases where it's made a difference of over $100,000. Oh, yeah. I've seen $200,000 situations too. So it's uh, nothing to uh, sneeze at. Nothing to sneeze at. And both of those, the first one, making the wrong choice on how to handle Um, your spousal benefit option on a pension, and the second one we talked about, not coordinating your Social Security claiming strategy. Both of those are about income options. And income, considering what kind of income you can create for yourselves or have for yourself in retirement, is one of the key factors in understanding what retirement is going to look like for you. Well, that's one of the things that we do overall in financial planning is talking to you about what kind of income you have versus what kind of expenses you have and what kind of assets you're going into retirement with. All of these pieces fit together into a financial plan that you want to not go into blindly. So have a professional's advice. And again, our number, 336-391-3409. Well, we've got to go to a break. That first uh, first half went by fast, but as we always do, here comes our Stump Doug trivia question. <laughs> Let's see if we can Stump Doug this week. Doug, it was on October 4th, 1895, that this American sporting event was held for the first time in Rhode Island, and it has been held annually ever since. What event am I talking about? What U.S. sporting event am I talking about? Folks, Doug has got a confused look on his face. Well, it's hard to say if it's confused or uh, if he's in pain. But anyway, (laughs) uh, we will find out here in just a few minutes. Stick around through the break. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. This is Bryce Payne in the producer's chair and Doug Ray in the talent chair right next to me in the Wealth Guardians studio where we come at you every weekend here and uh, this beautiful fall weekend is no exception we're indoors but we're going to get out soon and you know let me ask everybody out there speaking of getting out if you're thinking in the next five to seven years you're going to get out of your job and retire you probably want to have a plan for that in place you know joy is one of our uh, office um, well she's our office manager and she went down to disneyland and she created this extensive plan, uh, day-to-day itinerary. 
and for her and her family for going to Disneyland for four days. Well, think about it. You would probably just as soon have a really detailed plan for retirement since that's not just a few days. That's going to be years on end. And if you are five to seven years from retirement and you want to confirm that you're making the best decision for retirement, we offer you a no cost, no obligation, second review so you can learn how to retire the job while keeping the paycheck. The ball's in your court. You got to pick up the phone and give us a call, 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409, or you can visit us at thewealthguardians.com. We'd love to sit down with you. There's no cost or no obligation for that. Now, before we get to the trivia question and see if we uh, stumped Doug or not, uh, I want to bring your attention to our website, thewealthguardians.com. And if you're so inclined, scroll over, go to our homepage and scroll over the About tab. And on, under the About tab, you can click on Our Strategic Financial Planning Process. That is the process that you would go through with us, Doug and myself, when you sit down to see what kind of uh, financial planning advice we can give you in creating a retirement plan. Uh, this is going to give you insights and details into our discovery process, our strategy to reduce risk, fees, and volatility, our implementation process, and how we monitor and adjust our clients' portfolios year after year. Okay, so Again, thewealthguardians.com, scroll over the About tab, and then click on our strategic financial planning process to understand exactly what you would be going through if you decided to come in and meet with us, and we would hope you do that because we look forward to meeting with you. Now, our trivia question, did we stump Doug or not? Mm. Uh, it was on October 4th, 1895. This American sporting event was held for the first time in Rhode Island and has been held annually ever since. What event are we talking about, Doug? Okay, I, I got to take this piece by piece. Um, the time, 1895, sounds like it could be football or basketball. It's Rhode Island that's got me stumped. Oh, I'm, I'm baseball. I'm going to guess baseball. You're going to guess baseball? Well, baseball's not an event. That's a sport. Do you have a particular oh, uh, event. An event in baseball? <laughs> hey, I give up. Okay, all right. Well... Doug's going to be embarrassed. He's going to be eating a little crow here this time because it's the U.S. Open for golf, Doug. Oh, wow. <laughs> it, 11 people played 36 holes in one day. Yeah, they did you, back then. You don't play 36 holes in one day anymore. Yeah. Horace Rawlings, who was a 21-year-old Englishman, won the very first one. The purse was $150, and it was held in Newport, Rhode Island at the Newport Country Club. Okay. Is that not where it's held anymore? Where is it held? <laughs> it's all over the place. Oh, is it? The U.S. Yeah. Open now is all yeah, over the place? Yeah, they rotate through several courses. Okay. See, I don't follow golf as much as Doug does. but uh, So if you got it out there, well, then you know more about one of Doug's favorite sports than he knows about his favorite <laughs> sport. So there you go. We got Doug this week, folks. So he did. I, I, I keep Very meaning good. to get one of those bells, ding, 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 but I wouldn't have used it this week anyway. So all right. <laughs> if you guys got it out there, congratulations. Now we're going to go back to our main topic uh, for this week, financial mistakes that couples Couples often make. In our first segment, we talked about making the wrong choice on how to handle the spousal benefit option on a pension. We talked about not coordinating Social Security claiming strategy. All right. The next one that we're going to talk about now is not talking about what they want to do in retirement before they actually retire. You know, that doesn't seem like people would have a problem with that. You'd think they would have discussed that yeah, from time you, to time. But that happens from time to time. Now, I have to say, most of the time that folks come to us, 
we hear stories about they want to travel. That seems yes. like it's number one. Yeah. Or then number two, being with the grandkids. Being or with tra- the grandkids. Tra- traveling with the grandkids. Yes. But then occasionally you'll get somebody who says, well, gee, I, I need to do something. And then maybe the other spouse says, well, no, I mean, we're retired. Let's just enjoy life. And so it can be a, a, a bit of a, a stressor. And, you know, going into retirement, folks, is, is, is a stressful event. Yes. And, and think about it. You've worked 30 or 40 years to get to this point, And like Bryce said a moment ago, there's not going to be any more paychecks. You've got to recreate your paycheck. So it's a funny thing I've watched over the years as I've retired people. And, Bryce, you've seen it, too, since you've come aboard here. People are absolutely elated when they first find out they can retire. Yes. But then the closer they get to it, the more the butterflies flap in the tummy. It's, it's uh, yeah, a lot of people consider it a mistake, not a mistake, something that they can't undo. Yeah. So when they turn in that uh, letter of resignation, there's no turning back. Now there can be. You can start another another career or a hobby type of thing. But yeah, you're right. The closer you get to it, the more butterflies I've got. But you know, I think something that could relieve a lot of those butterflies is actually talking to your spouse about, hey, what are we going to do? You know, after I hang it up, uh, January 1st. And that, you've got something to look forward to. You've got a goal to plan. Maybe uh, you, maybe you're buying another house. Maybe you're going to buy a second home up in the mountains or yeah. on the beach. Maybe you're going to move closer to the grandkids or someplace. We had that happen to a couple of our Charlotte clients. They uh, moved up to Pennsylvania to be close to their uh, their grandkids. Uh, we had another client move down to Florida to want to play more golf. So, you know, everybody's different. And we don't we don't want to imply that you can't change those goals halfway through retirement. Uh, that's that's something that happens all the time. We never we didn't think that our, we were going to have grandkids. Now we do. We want to be closer to them. That wasn't part of the original financial plan. Great, you've got a financial planner who can help you figure out is this is moving in the cards or not. So you can change your plans, but at least have some of those basics down. Are we going to be traveling X amount? Are we going to be moving or buying a second house? Are we going to be doing uh, uh, hobbies or second jobs in retirement? All of those things should be something that you've discussed when you come into it. I don't know that this is one that we see a lot of people not having done, but when they don't do it, that can be eye-opening for them and us right in front of each other that they, oh, I didn't think we were going to stay here in North Carolina. So, yeah, you want to have that discussion and, uh, and and fill in your advisor on some of those big big decisions that you're going to be making in retirement. All right, so good one there. The next one we're going to talk about is not coordinating their individual accounts like 401ks and IRAs to be sure their combined assets are actually working together. That's an enormous one. This is where the planning comes into it. Yeah, it really does. And and where we see a lot of this is uh, in second marriages. Uh, We also see it in situations where uh, the husband and wife, through their whole marriage, they've kept their finances separate. And it really is a challenge for us and them to put together an overall retirement plan if those assets have to be separated, you know? Right. Now, obviously, your retirement accounts are separate accounts anyway. They have to be. They have to be in the uh, individual's name. They can't be a joint account or something like that. But they got to talk to each other. they got to talk to each other. And we've had situations where people have come in and they said, well, he's got his, i got mine, and, you know, that's the way we want it to plan. And it's not <laughs> easy to do it that way. And honestly, what I find is how do they actually – 
live like that in their household? I mean, you know, do, 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 does is one of them responsible for paying the mortgage? One of them responsible for paying the automobile payment? I mean, how does how does that work? You know, it's it's difficult to separate finances out of a marriage. It is. Uh, we do see a lot of people do that for, like you said, in second marriages and whatnot. I'm thinking along the lines of the investments. You want to have a, a, a certain balance between the risk. Uh, assets and the low risk assets in a portfolio. So those things need to be coordinated. Mm-hmm. Your distribution strategy needs to be coordinated yeah. amongst the accounts. Boy, you if, if you're not doing that and the husband is taking out X amount of dollars a year from one of his accounts and the wife is as well, and they're both taking it out of the Roth accounts, that's a huge mistake to be doing that Absolutely. early on. So yeah. you have to coordinate not just um, the how they're invested, um, or how you're distributing things, but they have to be coordinated all along the lines of each other. So we really do look at it as household accounts, not just individual accounts. So good one there. Uh, let's move on to number five now. Not managing risk in a way that both spouses are comfortable with. There you go. Not managing risk in a way that both spouses are comfortable with. One of the main things, Doug, that we talk to clients about as fiduciaries, and that we are fiduciaries, is the types of risk or the amount of risk that a couple or an individual is uh, having themselves be susceptible to should another market downturn take place. And we ask them questions about what type of risk tolerance they have. How far can that account drop before you are no longer comfortable? What do you consider a devastating loss? These are questions that somebody doesn't often think of in so many words if they're not a financial planner. They just know when when they're uncomfortable. And unfortunately, at that point, it's too late. So we have to coordinate as a household how much losses can we endure before we're no longer finding that loss acceptable. Well, then we've got to coordinate the actual accounts to fall in line with that. And that's one of our main jobs as a fiduciary. Doug, we ask 100% of the people that sit down with us those risk and risk tolerance questions. And I would say 80 to 90% of the time, their risk tolerance and their risk are not in line with each other. Mm-hmm. They might feel okay taking what a ten, maybe twenty percent loss, no more than that. But yet, if we repeat two thousand eight, what kind of losses of their portfolio actually is it actually uh, set up to take? Thirty, forty percent, forty, sometimes yeah. even fifty yeah. percent. Yeah, we had uh, a couple come in here with the highest risk uh, score um, out of anybody that we've had, and they were susceptible to a sixty-eight percent loss should two thousand eight repeat itself. Mm. That's massive. Now, if you're okay with that. That's one thing. You shouldn't have to be uh, taking, be susceptible to losses like that in retirement. That's, that's not a good idea. But at least have your risk and your risk tolerance synchronized with each other. And that rarely happens. So that's, uh, that's another huge one. What do you want to add to that one, Doug? You know, I'll say this. Uh, most of the time when we see a couple come in, the husband's risk tolerance is higher than, uh, than the wife's. That seems kind of natural. But uh, it really does need to be. Uh, scaled back in retirement, and um, you know, rarely do we see people come in who are completely out of sync with with their age. Most mm. people realize, hey, you know, I'm close to retirement, and it's time to scale back uh, the risk. You know, I've been through that. I don't want to go through a 2008 again. And you're right, you can't afford it now that you're in the retirement red zone. You can't afford 2008 again, so uh, you got to be protected and be careful. You do indeed. There were two others that we're not going to have time to get to this week, but I'll mention them just to uh, just to put it out there. Uh, not discussing a budget 
folks, your your budget is going to change in retirement, and you need to have a concept of that together. We can't uh, we can help you with that, but you've got to make that decision, and not creating a long term care plan. If you haven't discussed that, then really the default option is that, well, I'm my wife's going to take care of me or I'm going to take care of my wife or vice versa. That's not really a plan. Let's at least go into the pros and cons of that as a plan. Uh, and so we can cover more of that with you too if you come in and sit down with us. But uh, Doug, it's time for us to uh, get our brews out and get in front of the TV and watch some football here. There you go. You have a good weekend. Everybody else out there, I hope your team wins. And we hope to see you right back here next week, same time, same channel. 336-391-3409 is our phone number. We hope to hear from you. Take care.